Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play uh, the Delta Green role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Tonight, we begin a new scenario entitled Extremophile. It was written by Shane Ivey, and it's part of a collection called A Night at the Opera. Our handler is Lex Hurley, and this is episode one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Lex? Thank you, Tom. Our story is going to begin on a Monday, March 6th, 2017, uh, overlooking a busy gray street in Washington, D.C., seeing the brutalist structure of the FBI headquarters in downtown D.C. Moving in through the hallways, a brusque gentleman moves in between uh, different cubicles, uh, carrying a very thick sealed manila envelope in his hands, walks over to uh, Agent Sansom's desk and says, uh, Sansom, uh, just go ahead, drop that murder case. Uh, you have been reassigned, apparently. And whatever it is, I don't know whose elbows you're rubbing. It's over my pay grade. Uh, something codenamed Styrofoam. Sounds fucking made up. But yeah. Uh, do you remember, uh, what's his name? Aubrey? Aubrey, Aubrey. Yeah, I think so. All right, yeah, uh, go find him. It's you, you both a task up on this. Um, here, this is supposed to be eyes only. It's not my job anymore. Uh, all right, all right. Let me know when you're back in town. So what am I supposed to do with this shit? The fuck should I know? Go talk to whoever named something codenamed Styrofoam. I'll, I'll, I'll pass this on to... All right, thank you. Yeah. <sighs> walk down the thing um uh excuse me are you uh ezekiel Aubrey? uh yeah yeah um apparently we've been assigned together um maybe in conference room three sure did someone get murdered in a vat of chemical waste or something i don't know we'll find out all right, so I'll just grab my things from my desk um, and head over to the conference room. So once we get in there, I'll open up the file and uh, lay it out in it, front of them. It's a pretty thick manila envelope. Of course, it has that nice big classified stamp on the top of it. And what usually would be a sheaf of papers containing uh, travel budget, instructions, expenses, um, different contacts in, the papers are all blank the thick staple up at the top you pick up the sheaf of papers and just kind of look at it shake it a little bit and two small pieces of thick paper fall out one is a characteristically thin rectangle for uh, an opera ticket to madame butterfly the address listed is for 6220 goddard drive building 192 M.O. The other small piece of paper is more square, uh, and it is a receipt for a coat check for two. Coat check. Okay. So it looks like we've got something. You like Puccini? I, I can't say I've, I've experienced it before, but... Uh... Have you experienced this before? Yeah. I've always wondered if the if the name of the opera had something to do with the 
opera itself, but who knows? We could do some oh. research someday. And my mistake, uh, meant, meant it's the showtime is at 12 p.m. sharp. 12 p.m. noon. 12 p.m. for tomorrow, March 7th. All right. Um, yep, I'd say do whatever arrangements you need. Uh, there's no indication of how long the opera is. I doubt that it's right. four hours. <laughs> uh, well, I travel a lot anyway, so it shouldn't be too hard. All right. Um, see if you can get all unmarked stuff, just in case. Get a burner phone. They'll probably okay. provide us with something when we get there. But, uh, all right, I'll meet you. Uh, you want to use my car or your car? Uh, your car. All right. Here's here's my home address. Meet me there um, yeah, tomorrow around 10. All right. So I just I just jumped down to address really fast and uh, give him a nod and then I head out the head out the door. Okay. Oh, then I run back because I forgot my ticket. I grabbed that and kick off. Officer Kelly. It's a mundane uh, day in the office, I guess. Uh, you know, just like any other Monday. You happen to get a call that comes over on dispatch. Uh, the rest of the Officers around are preoccupied. Um, talks, uh, dispatch comes in asking about a stalled vehicle that is out by mile marker 320 down in Montana. I don't remember where you're from, but that's nearby. You can get up, drive out there. It is an abandoned uh, Nissan Pathfinder. Seems to be relatively new, old plates on it. You can take down the numbers. Inside is a similar manila envelope. Well, I'll uh, put a glove on and open the door. <clears throat> Grab the envelope and start to un unravel it. What's in here? This only has a single piece of paper in it. And it says Highline. Be at Malmstrom tomorrow, 12 p.m. sharp. Burn this letter. Oh, hell. Another one of these scenarios. Well, better buck up. Dr. Hayward, your phone rings. When you answer, it's a dial tone runs on for 30 seconds or so. You remember something about putting in a special ID number that you had picked out. And after a small wait with a few periodic beeps, there's a very stilted, possibly robotic female voice that responds. Hello, this is Karen from Black Sands Travel Agency. We have your reservation set up tomorrow at 6228 or 6220 Goddard Drive. It might be chilly. Bring a jacket. I don't remember making these reservations. There is no response on the line. You check your email. There is a plane ticket already reserved in your name, paid for with your credit card. 
I pack lightly. All right. So rejoining uh, agents, Sansom and Aubrey, driving up. Um, it is a brisk morning in Montana, approximately 39 degrees, uh, gray skies blowing over in March. You drive up to the address that is listed for the Visitor Welcome Center at Malmstrom Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. This, you are directed to park your car in a de- designated lot and walk inside uh, to submit ID, uh, security check clearance, so that way you can enter the base and receive a pass for a number of hours to be permitted on base. You stand in the line, there's a few uh, soldiers in uniform that are you know, behind plexiglass taking uh, folks who are waiting in line. All right. Um, we'll uh, go through whatever process they're uh, requiring us to make. Sure. As you stand in line for a bit, um, I feel like maybe Agent Aubrey might be the type to mention, man, really glad I brought my jacket today. One of yeah. the office or one of the soldiers standing behind the glass moves his eyes to make contact with you and a barely perceptible nod of the head ushers you over into his line. As you walk in, present your driver's license, he sort of half palms it and doesn't scan it into the record, then passes a uh, visitor sheet to you, directing you to uh, building 647, room B. Does this for both of you uh, without directing the attention of anyone else. Thank you. Have a nice day. He nods. As you make your way through this concrete maze of an Air Force base, um, you arrive in front of this building and walk in. You're immediately confronted with a blast of heat. Uh, They're definitely not skimping on the thermostat. It feels like it must be 80 in here. Uh, As you walk in through a various maze, uh, uh, as a testament to the versatility of wood paneling um, around all of these different hallways and linoleum floors, you open the door to a conference room uh, where certain someone is waiting for you. Agent Joy, two strangers walk into a room while you've been waiting for a few minutes. Hello, gentlemen. I would imagine we're here for the same reason. Think it's safe to assume that? I don't know. What reason are you here for? Oh, I'm a fan of musicals. I'm here for an opera, my friend. Puccini, yeah. Ah. Is that a food? It's the author of Madame Butterfly. Oh. Agent, I'm sorry. uh, I don't think I've made introductions. You are. I look around, just make sure there's like no. I, I doubt there would be surveillance of any kind in here. But oh, I would hope not, my friend. This room looks very outdated. It uh, honestly, it looks like a very poor rendering of a forest. Dirty, green, unwashed carpet, oh. uh, wood panel around the walls. The same sort of. And, uncanny resemblance of the same paneling on the square desk 
and an old um, the incandescent light bulb projector sitting in the room. There's barely even any air moving in through the vents. It is sweltering. Um, I, I move closer to uh, him and I say, uh, Kios, Agent Kios. Pleasure to meet you, Agent Kios. And you see, um, you know, Agent Joy, a short man, fairly thin, you know, reach up, extend the hand. Pleasure to meet you. I should Joy. Yeah. For you the, look uh, like you're with, uh, so are you guys like dressed in like similar? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You two together, um, eh? Well, we just happen to work at the same place, but uh, um, yeah. for the duration, when anybody else is around, you can call me uh, a special agent, uh, Claude Sansom, uh, FBI. Ah. And you, my friend? He, he uh, turns to, yeah. Um, I'm special agent <clears throat> Ezekiel Aubrey, um, but I guess for tonight, uh, call me Agent Bagman. Absolutely. You can call me Cal. I work for, you know, the company. Somehow I could tell. Always on company business, my friend. So I'll pay you the compliment and say, I couldn't tell. <laughs> marvelous. Hey, this smile has been rated highly effective in quantity. Who else is, do we have any idea who else is coming or what this is about? Anything yet? I mean, As you mentioned that, we can have the remaining two uh, player characters sort of walk into the room, looking at notes on their card, trying to find the right door. Hello. Uh, afternoon, sir. You see a uh, tall, lanky man with a large cowboy hat on and a mustache that kind of comes down either side of his mouth. He's wearing dirty Wranglers and laced up Packer boots and got a denim shirt on too. And uh, so, so who are you folks? Oh, pleasure <laughs> to meet you. And then you see the little man walk up, you know, and extend a hand. Hi. Why? Well, uh, I didn't catch your name, my friend. Um, well, uh, <clears throat> I guess around here it'd be uh Highline, but uh, day job I go by Patrick Kelly. Very glad to meet you, Patrick. I suppose and I should have asked you milk punch or whiskey. <laughs> you want some? Well, this is the wrong time. Oh, and you miss? Oh, oh you're, you're muted. 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 You're, your cat's got your tongue. Yeah. You're still muted. <laughs> there you go. Hello, miss. Hello. I'm not interested in your day job. I'm Agent Throttle, and I have a feeling that we're here to do something. And I had to fly, so I'm going to need a gun. Oh, I didn't uh, bring a spare. Here. Wonderful. See, that's just service. <clears throat> Hey, Does anybody know what we're doing here? Nothing yet. I assume they'll they'll come in and tell us. Some the, some moment could, the opera will start. Hoping you could tell yeah. me. Kyle just sits back down and you know leans back in the chair. 
I'm sure I'll be here in due time. Interesting choice for that, opera <laughs> that they chose. Madam Butterfly. Well, pleasure to meet you, ma'am. I'm uh, Agent Highline. Is it me or is it hotter than hell in this room? Uh, it's hotter than hell. Yeah, it's... Maybe it has something to do with why we're here. We'll see. Hotter than a horn church. And on that note, you wait and wait. You start pacing around the room. Again, there's barely any air moving. If you had any coats on, uh, surely they're going to be layered on top of the desks by now, pacing back and forth. Hours pass by. Uh, at some point, I'm going to start looking at all of the pictures. I mean, the uh, the the walls. Is there some hidden code here? <laughs> you know. Is somebody's office? Where are we? Are any of you familiar with this place? Well, the it said the opera is going to start 12 p.m. sharp. Correct. Yeah. What time is it now? Like Sometime. Nearing 3 p.m., uh, there's a sort of quick knock at the door, and a the door gets pushed open, uh, not by a person, but by a large uh, drum-sized industrial trash can with um, an older-looking stooped gentleman with tired shoulders sort of pushes it into the room, wearing gray coveralls, uh, seems to be local janitor, walks in. He just sort of looks in, barely acknowledges every uh, the rest of you, and starts ruffling in through the contents of the trash can, and then throws some papers out on the desk around you. Says, all right, apologies for being late. Uh, you can call me Agent Gaston. I'll be your handler for this evening. You turn, getting a better look at his face. He seems to be an elderly, perhaps Mexican, Latino, older man, they thick, rich black mustache and very tired eyes. Um, seems like he could be anywhere from your dad to your grandfather, that sort of obscure 50 plus age. Um, and pushes a piece of paper. At first, he sort of throws it in the middle of the table, then looks around, passes it uh, more directly over to Angela Hayward. And just by taking a look at it, it is a death certificate. Hmm. Then as he's rifling through this, again, digging contents out of the trash can, he sets um, some clear plastic uh, documents on top of the old projector and lights it up. Uh, Agent Joy, I imagine you were sitting closest to it. You start feeling the heat radiating off of this projector even more Sheesh. as this dull buzz comes to life. And you see a picture of a relatively happy-looking, smiling man. Uh, he says, well, Officer Fred Jacobs uh, was found dead in his home a few days ago. This just came in through the wire. Wife found him in bed, went to sleep, never woke up. Uh, whenever they went to do the autopsy, found his cause of death to be toxic shock from high, abnormally high concentration of heavy metals, uh, arsenic, cadmium, zinc. From what the 
coroner was saying apparently this was a head scratcher because this should have taken months to accumulate within a person's body and organs. This was found throughout his system, not just in his stomach. So they sent it up the wire, which we have methods uh, intercepted this. So as of right now, there are no toxic spills in the area that could have explained this. He was on his feet a week beforehand, uh, called out sick two days prior, then woke up dead. So what, what was his occupation? He was a deputy at the Lewis and County Sheriff's Office. Now, we intercepted this and are able to keep the local Montana district of FBI um, out of this, much to their frustration. Uh, but we couldn't keep it from everybody. Turns out the EPA uh, got filed through these heavy metal risks. They think that it's a cause of a spill. No, no spills reported in the area, but that doesn't change them from wanting to have an excuse to go in, look around. Uh, Mr. Janitor, why aren't they thinking that his wife's murdered him? That she hasn't been feeding him heavy metal poison for months, a little bit at a time. Well, local sheriff's office oatmeal. looked into that. Yeah, and she has been distraught. They were trying to have a baby together from what we have been able to tell by their testimony. Um, local sheriff's office does not suspect her as a suspect at all. Um, at the very least, that's we haven't received any documentation that they are even entertaining the idea. So is this just a weird case or is there another reason why it's drawn our attention? I mean, well, people die weird all the time. I should know. Yes, they do. And sometimes that weird is actually something. So we're a little short on uh, person power at the moment. So cobbled you all together. We want you to go down and find out exactly what kind of weird this is. We want you to determine... Here whether Jacob's death was the result of an unnatural vector. If it is, we want you to identify this vector and neutralize it. Destroy the body, minimize any possible evidence for exposure. Uh, if possible, try and find a way to mark this as a bioterrorism case. Uh, Sansom and Aubrey should have no trouble then making this under full FBI jurisdiction that can get the EPA to back off your cases. Um, there's plenty of uh, domestic terrorist, white supremacist, racist fuckhead cells in the area, Proud Boys, Sons of Freedom, stuff like that. Should be pretty easy to find a patsy if you need. Any limitations on collateral damage if we need to keep this under wraps? Well, we don't want to get any attention towards us or sure. we want to go in quietly yeah. and get out quietly. This is already a bit of an active situation, so we ask you to control this as best you can. I sincerely hope nothing appears on national news. Nothing ever does. Nothing ever does. Uh, let's see. Rummages through the trash can a little bit more. Um, we're not able to give you any uh, official resources at the moment. Uh, course we have reason we brought in Sansom and Aubrey in this you all have actual FBI badges we're able to print off a few um, honorary deputy stickers 
and then passes a few um, FBI consultant papers uh, over to Kelly Hayward and Lai. These have your actual names on them. Now, again, since the Montana FBI office is relatively nearby and they're a little pissed off that we swoop this out from under them, um, it is advised to not make too much of a stir. If they have reason to investigate themselves, we will not be able to stop them. We would advise using your names when possible and do not attract attention to yourselves. We will not be able to protect you. We are, also, we are also not able to provide official FBI resources, comp you for travel, lodging, things like that. Again, because that's in their hands. So that one's on you. Uh, we do have word of a green box in the area, though I have it on good authority. You may need uh, you may need a metal detector to help find it. And throws a piece of paper that is a printed out map quest area. Uh, seems to be of the southeast corner of Helena with um, a red X circled and some pencil handwriting of uh, map coordinates. Seems to be way out in the woods. Seems to be something from the cowboy era if it's buried out in the woods. That's funny. Maybe. It's probably a relic. We don't use it too often. Um, but at the very least, it should be secure. Do we have inventory listing? Any idea what's in it? That's the best I can get you. Cowboy. I was happy to find anything. It's, um, we've been having a little mixed luck with uh, storage units lately. So... Any other questions I can try and answer for you today? Always did wonder what those weirdos got up to over there in Helena. What are you gonna? Uh, do we have a place where we're all gonna stay, or we have to arrange that ourselves? You're gonna have to arrange that one yourself. Again, we have to keep our hands off of this, and it is an active situation. Tensions are a little bit high. Hopefully, this turns out to be nothing. As you said, Agent Joy, weird shit happens all the time. And nothing will make national news. Nothing will make national news. I well, like Bagman, it looks like La Quinta and again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been La Quinta in. Well, as far as travel goes, I could uh, got an old Dodge Power Wagon crew cab. So I don't have to rent a car. Won't be trapped or anything. All right. Well, I'd say I'd say you've told us enough. Now we'll do some investigation. See what we come up with. Oh, all right. Boy. I trust you all have burner phones, whatnot. I would like you to enter this number. Rattles out a phone number eight six seven five three zero nine, and says, if necessary, uh, keep us updated. Text message, phone calls preferred. If we don't answer, leave a voicemail. We'll get back to you. All right. Good luck, All right, gentlemen, ma'am. So we'll, we'll, we will uh, um, find, you know, Google the uh, general area where we're going to be functioning. We will find a hotel in the area, probably looking to end. Uh, and book some rooms. So my uh, my trucks 
parked at the airport in Billings, flew out here from there, uh, Billings, Montana, that is. Uh, so we could, if we could fly into there and we could use my truck for this, so we don't have to deal with any rentals, um, get in there. I know they track those nowadays, buggers. Yeah. And so you yeah. can pull up on Google Maps. Malmstrom is maybe two and a half hours outside Helena. So it would just be a bit of a drive. Okay. If that's what you want to do, it's fine with me. Anything interesting on that uh, death certificate beyond heavy metal poisoning? Uh, I don't know. I didn't get it. Did you drop something in chat? Reading. I didn't see any. It is in Discord. It's the amount. But Reed saw that he had cardiopulmonary collapse, multi-organ failure, and heavy metal poisoning. Just the I, amount of heavy metal. excess of 1,500 milligrams per kilogram. I really would like to know why the sheriff's department decided that it wasn't the wife. It would seem like she would be number one suspect. Uh, how big is this town? Is it one of those where everyone knows everyone else and that kind of thing? Well, that's why exactly why I think yeah. the sheriff's like, oh, couldn't have been Margaret. She's well known her since I was twelve. Yeah. Well, he was law enforcement, and so they probably gave her yeah. much of the benefit of the doubt. See, the biggest problem people thinks that 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 bad people kill bad bad people kill each other. And it's like, no, good people kill each other. Well, and they're probably trying to make sure that she gets taken care of, you know, what with uh, life insurance. Where was this autopsy done? No, 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 no. Here? Are we here? Are we in Clark County, Montana right now? You are not. You are about two and a half hours southwest. This was done in Helena, Montana. Population just under 30,000. This was done at the local county coroner's office for Lewis and Clark County. I understand. Yeah. So we should talk to uh, we should talk to this um, Holsey, Brian Holsey. Mm-hmm. Right. If one of you agents can call ahead, let them know we'll be coming. They'll help smooth things over, I'm sure. So then I, I made a mistake then knowing where we are now. So I would have just driven here. I didn't fly. Do we, do that we, was why I tried to give you a tip that, yeah, you didn't need to drive <laughs> or you didn't need to fly. <laughs> we, we have to keep in mind that the authorities could be in on something. So maybe not give them so much warning. Yeah, yeah. We're not calling ahead. What is this, yeah. your first rodeo? Let's just get in the car and go. Whatever y'all I agree. Say. Can't say how many times that a crime starts with the local authorities. You, you got to vet them first before you start giving them information. Right. So we're going to. Yeah, let's go talk to the guy that did the autopsy. Because this is bad, weird. Yeah. All right. Pile in. You folks like Ian Tyson? Crank up. What is that? Oh. Old ranch singer from Alberta. No. Do you have the pixies anywhere? Can you get the pixies on this thing? Like the candy? Oh, look here. I'll just play it on my phone. You just drive. By right. far the longest two and a half hours of my life. <laughs> well, she shifts a little hard, but she's yeah. trustworthy. Waiting in the office sauna suddenly looks a little more friendly. Well, uh, noise canceling headphones. I'm good. We'll, we'll call ahead and... Uh, uh, get a place to stay sure again so, this is 2017 y'all have google maps right, and, right. Yeah, yeah this is the easiest yeah. thing to do we'll get we'll get uh, five rooms something something with you know like a decent restaurant nearby and i don't Absolutely. know what, what there's yeah. going to be out there but whatever yeah no yeah i'm a surgeon 
there is yeah. a Chili's within walking distance. I'm not going to stay distance. in the circle. Oh, my God. Not Chili's. <laughs> Chili's. Like there's, a gin, there's a Denny's in the parking lot. Yep. <laughs> That's a bit highbrow for me. Hmm. I suppose so. As long as March, there's snow. What's the uh, country like? There's snow. You drive through, and it's uh, remarkably empty. After you leave out from Malmstrom Air Force Base, you pass a couple of houses. Maybe that was a house. Uh, can't even tell anymore. Wide open. Uh, Officer Kelly will be able to tell you this is the reason why they call it Big Sky Country. The only thing that you can see is wide open, light blue skies. The wind is dry whipping outside of the windows. There's dark blue mountains out in the horizon sort of cutting it up uh, in the far distance. Besides that, it is nigh untouched nature that you're driving through. Beautiful. Welcome to Montana. This is God's country. But is there, is there snow everywhere? At this Probably point in, in March, yeah. It may be little bits of white powdering here and there, but it's not uh, it's not a winter oh, like, wonderland. Oh, OK, OK, OK. It's a dry, windy cold. OK. Awesome. Probably it's great to pack as light. you look up into the mountains. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, just so that you all understand. <laughs> and you pack oh, light. <laughs> You're going to freeze to death, mister. Mrs. Madam, yes. madam. That's all right. Are, We're gonna, are you a Mrs. Get... or a Miss? Excuse is, there a, me. is there a Mr. Hayward? What are we prying into each other's personal uh, details here? It's two and a half hours of. Look, I'm listening to the pixies on my Bluetooth headphones. All right. Keep, keep. Did I hear that we've got to buy a metal detector? He's, he suggested that we find a metal detector to find the locker, which means that it's probably in an underground. Can we get a metal detector at a hardware store somewhere in Montana? Most Hell yeah. Any Walmart. Oh, yeah. yeah. We well, I don't that. spend a lot of time in Walmart. This may surprise you. <laughs> boy, yeah. Well, this long drive. Boy, I tell you, it's been a rough calfing season this year. We had a late season cold snap, and boy, I almost lost a few on the ranch. When do you castrate? Well, it was too late. That's all done by now. I mean, like I said, we almost lost a bunch of cattle. And, uh, well, I don't want to sound crass, but when we get those late season cold snaps, so uh, the cattle can get a thing called uh, broken dick syndrome. But Broken um, dick syndrome? Is that what you said? Yes, ma'am. You see, the dick is the part of the anatomy that the bull uses to make more cattle. Yes, and uh, when that, unless he's been castrated, <laughs> uh, exposed in negative forty, negative fifty degrees, well, it can cause complications. Has no one on. heard of artificial artificial uh, bull semen insemination up here? That's city talk. <laughs> if you were a man, you would understand. This is because <laughs> men understand semen better than women. They do. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it, mister. Well, anyway, what do you folks do? FBI. FBI. The feds. Boy, Still I mean, have my headphones on. No idea what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in a uh, company here. 
Just an old Rosebud County Sheriff's deputy. You know, uh, this autopsy is pretty light. There's not really a lot of information in here. Yeah, but these, these rural, rural places don't don't do very thorough. Yeah, but and there's also, no lab processing here. But, I mean, you wouldn't think that this guy Byron did it all himself. And it's almost, it's almost like they weren't sure, so they just put what they saw. I mean, look, I mean, the first thing is the immediate cause was cardiopulmonary collapse which can be caused by heavy metal um, because it can raise your blood pressure, but not within 48 hours. And we're going to seem... need to track down his, yeah, we're going to need to track down his movements probably the, uh, the week prior up to this. Well, can you come up with a plausible means by which somebody could get that much heavy metal in their bodies in such a short period of time? Um, it's not a natural. I, no, I can't even, think of a natural cause. Imagine if if he went swimming in mercury, or uh, you know, that's why I'm I'm I. We really have to eliminate the fact that she could have been feeding him you know, small amounts over the course of a year, and they've just built up to the point where it finally his system finally collapsed. But they don't want to. But it wouldn't. They don't want to. But it wouldn't work like that. There would be signs. He would be feeling poorly. It, it's a long process. Mm -hmm. We don't know that there he would, hasn't there been, been feeling complaints. poorly. Hmm? We don't know that he hasn't been feeling poorly. Uh, there might be all sorts of little incidents that that we just oh, not told about. That's true. Uh, so we'll interview the wife. They were talking about the, well, EPA you know, getting involved here and not. Too terribly far. I used to hear uh, old Butte, Montana. There's an old, what do they call that? A super fun site. There's a mining pit. They mine copper out there, and that's full of nasty shit. Uh, a, a flock of geese landed in there one time, and all of them died. It's just full of heavy metals. They just left it right in the middle of town. It's a tourist attraction now. What, the dead geese? No. We're all done with this. I'll take you over there. It's really something to see. It's an old mine. I've seen it. I don't see the need a pile of dead geese. Um, <laughs> how far? How far out are we? By this point, I think this road trip has been so kind, so pleasant that uh, those hours have flown right by. Especially for those of you with headphones on, um, you start seeing signs of civilization out in the distance, and soon you can start pulling into town. That. Um, it does seem quaint. There's uh, quite a few buildings around. It seems to be sort of interspersed between these very modern, uh, nice tan Lego brick looking stylings, but peppered in are some older Victorian looking buildings. So you get a mix of architecture around some statues uh, layering around town there. Um, you can certainly drive up to your local La Quinta. There's a Denny's down the way, a Chili's uh, just across the highway. You can just quick step right over there. Uh, yeah. Where do you want to go? Oh, well, let's get into the the motel and yeah, decide which room out. we're going to use as our headquarters. Yeah. Stretches his little legs. Oh, so good after two hours of sitting. I don't know how you tall people take it. Must I think be we should miserable. go straight to the police station. What do you need to do? Freshen up, ladies. 
Oh. Yeah. Boy, I need whole... to use the, the crapper. If you... <laughs> I think we should hit some of these places at the same time. Well, yeah. ah, don't let them call each other and born ahead. Right. <clears throat> okay. Like some of us go to the police station, others head to the house, uh, another head to the coroner's, or, or, uh, coroner's office. Yes. Um, I mean, Aubrey and I are both FBI. We can go to the police station and uh, Dr. Hayward should go to the coroner. I'll go along with the doctor then. I always like to see that bodies. And that's another thing. We have to get the body. Let us get, we have to get rid of that. Patrick, uh, why don't you come along? We need a heavy, uh, you know, big guy like you could help us move the body. Sure. If you need help with anything, I'm just here to help. Sure. Get mad. Get mad. Somebody needs to interview the wife. Find out the real story. Um, now, we'll, we'll head on over to the sheriff's after we've... Cleaned. Yeah, and we don't know if the coroner's... Is Google any help? Is the, do, uh, Where's the coroner's office? Can we search for that? For sure. Is yeah. that... You could pull up the coroner's office. It's... Uh... Let's say just in the midst of downtown. It's another nondescript building, but you can get that pulled up on Google Maps. It's probably close to the police station, I'd imagine. It is a few blocks away it from the police the station. Hospital. True, true. The hospital is actually uh, a way that is on sort of the eastern side of town. Uh, hospital would be maybe a mile or two away. The coroner's right. office is a few blocks away from the sheriff's office. Sure. The yeah, three of us will go to the coroner's office and the two feds will go to the sheriff's department yeah and if you suspect the wife um then usually she'll be the last one we want to talk to anyways once we have more information so that's okay true yeah okay you guys noticed the body was donated on this form Is the body's donation? not there no the body was donated that may have been an artifact because I downloaded a template uh, okay. oh. cause of death certificate. Ah. <laughs> so, okay. Sorry. Oh, I tried okay, okay. to make good props. <laughs> no, that's a good problem. I just thought it was some, I thought it was. Right. Another I'm, thread. I mean, that's a great right. eagle like eye detail. Of the body. But, yeah. yeah. So I love the enthusiasm, but no, nah, that's just. Sorry. My <laughs> body's gone. All right. So, so, so we're going along. I'm like, so Patrick, how, uh, how tall are you? Oh, he looks up here. Six two without my boots on. Oh wow, you're a tall one. Yeah, I've been called. Should should, should we have gotten four rooms? You know, four adults and one child. Hey, you know what? If we get a discount, <laughs> that was funny. All right, I'm I'm refreshed. I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. Get a Aubrey. You two yeah, want to go to the going. sheriff's office, and then the remaining three will go to the county coroner's office. Yeah. All right. We'll meet back here for lunch, I suppose, or late. Late. What time is it as we've arrived? It's about five thirty or so. Uh, yeah. In the, yeah. All right. So oh, we'll meet back for the dinner. coroner's office is going to be closed, isn't it? Mm, that would make sense, actually, if they would close at about five. Yeah, almost should have called ahead. Well, we could go. Maybe we can catch him. 
maybe maybe we noticed that it was late and we didn't go get uh right go to well, la quinta first yeah a pie break and we went straight there <laughs> there, there's a good deal of research too that we can get done tonight um where the guy worked uh this whole area are there any mines are there any industrial complexes that have heavy metals sure. all of that sort of information we can gather together we've got access to computers so yeah walmart's so, open 24 hours so we could get you know metal detectors things like that too yeah yeah so since it's so late since it's so late, why don't we all just go to the police station? Do we okay. want to all show up at the police station? We might overwhelm them. You guys can go to Walmart. I think it'll help for at least one or two of us not to be known by local enforcement, just in case. So I'll I go mean, to Walmart. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, after a death like this, two FBI agents doesn't raise an eyebrow, but two FBI agents, a cowboy, and a CIA operative, that's probably going to make them uncomfortable. We have a CIA so, operative right. here? What? The sheriff's office, um, I <laughs> may not have been clear during the initial briefing. The sheriff's office knows that the EPA and FBI are coming in to investigate this case because uh, they sent it up the wire. The FBI okay. is taking a potential bioterrorism angle. The EPA is putting right. a toxic spill angle. So now we can all just go over to the sheriff's office and walk inside. And they can open up the coroner's office for you because we've arrived. We want to, you know, the hours don't matter. The hours are hours are for employees. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. To work with, do that for us. Yeah. So you all get back, fold yourselves back into the cramped car, uh, and drive down. Sheriff's office isn't too far away. It's at two twenty one Breckenridge Street. Um, there is a very impressive uh, tall stone building at the uh, corner of the block with four large stone columns with crenulations that um, sort of inspires a little bit of hope in law enforcement. And then you recognize that that is not the sheriff's office. That is just the county tax office. The sheriff's office is a remarkably bland tan building with corrugated metal and that uh, the stone that's packed against the side of the walls makes it look like the exterior of a target. Um, as you pull up in front, there's a sign directing to the sheriff's office is on the left hand side of the building. The police station is on the right hand side. Various other governmental departments are mixed in amongst this. Uh, you park your vehicle and as you're getting out, there is a uh, sheriff's car uh, that there is a deputy seems to be a little scruffy uh, that is actively hauling in a much taller male with wearing blue jeans, hiking boots, red flannel shirt. Uh, you can see the hints of various tattoos around his neck and arms, uh, spewing various racist profanities um, at the cop and anyone who is passing by as he's going in. You get a decent side profile of um, this officer's face. And he is uh, cursing under his breath, putting his elbow in the guy's back and sort of running him in through the door. Um, uh, well, if I looked at the tattoos, what would I know about, you know, um, the affiliations, whether, you know, how many men he's killed, that kind of thing? Would I be able to read that? Sure. Uh, you don't necessarily see any prison tats um, no. of that 
ilk, but you would see um, various sort of those North, uh, Norse, Norse, pardon yeah. me, uh, types of tattoos in and around. You see stuff that sort of marks them as typical white supremacist, Aryan okay. nation, um, other lovely uh, tattoos people can put on their bodies. Okay. So I'll just raise an eyebrow and, you know, move on. Seems like a winner. Patrick will holler out to the officer and, hey, bud, uh, you need help with that guy? God damn, yes, I would. Can you please get him to shut up? I would love if you could get him to do that for me. Yeah, here, you take one arm, I'll get the other. Let's get him in here. All right. The guy ends up yelling at It's like, who the fuck are you, you goddamn motherfucking liberal commie ass piece of shit? Get off me. I know my rights. This is against my freedom. This Second Amendment, motherfuckers. And again, it is just nonstop spewing as they take him in. Uh, the officer who was sitting at the front desk sort of raises an eyebrow um, at the apparently very helpful Samaritan helping to bring this guy in. Uh, the the officer in question just says like, it's all right, Kim, like, it's fine. I got an eye on him. Uh, just going to put him in. Uh, so they just put him in holding cell in the back, carries you up front. And, uh, oh, uh, so thanks for that, I guess. Uh, Hayes, nice to meet you. Yeah, pleasure to meet you, sir. Patrick Kelly, uh, Rosebud County Sheriff's Deputy. Uh, boy, you got some weird folks up here in the city. Oh, hell. Oh, I guess that's why you sounded familiar. Uh, yeah, nah, that's... um. We, you know how it is. You throw a stick around here and you're going to find somebody that wants to start. Um, well, yeah, no, we got too many of those folks with small minds and small dicks and big guns around here that like to cause problems for others. Boy, they just don't teach the kids manners around here, do they, anymore? Well, that and it's a goddamn catch and release stream out here. Every time, uh, whoever his uh, little gang buddies are always post bail for him. So maybe we can hold him longer than a few days this time. Wait, you actually let him go? Nah, fuckers post bail. We'll hold on to him for a minute and then they're just back out in the system. I don't know where they get the money from. Kind of don't want to (laughs) know. Shoot, we just lock him up in the station. How I'm envious of that. Uh, the here is real nice. You must have a hell of a budget. Our station's a mobile home. And excuse me, gentlemen, who's in charge here? Uh, hello, ma'am. That would be uh, Sheriff uh, Leo Potter. Is Can Sheriff Potter in? Who is asking? Uh, where would the FBI? And I point to these two. And we'd like to talk to Sheriff Potter. And. Uh, who is we? Uh, Special Agent Zigo Aubrey. Special Agent uh, Claude Sansom. And uh, the doctor is not actually an official member of the FBI, but she is consulting with us. Uh, we're here. We There was a phone call. We're here investigating the death of uh, Mr. Fred Jacobs. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Um, caught me off guard a bit. Um, yeah. Long trip. Sorry. No, that's yeah, I, I get it. I get it. A whole lot of nothing in between. Um, let me put in a word. Uh, see if uh, see if Leo's got some time. If you can just yeah, take a seat over there. Um, yeah, have some coffee. There is no coffee in the pot. You wait a few minutes. I will make uh, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Very kind of you. You wait for a few minutes. Um, a different 
uh, man in sheriff's uniform comes out. This he's pushing about six three, uh, very thin, lanky, pale. Uh, has his hair sort of put back with a little bit too much cheap gel, uh, and smells of this cool aftershave. Um, it's like, oh, uh, so gentlemen, ma'am, uh, hello, my name is um, Under Sheriff John Pullman. I'm here to take you back to meet with Sheriff Potter. Uh, heard you're here to look into uh, our dear uh, Officer Jacob. Yes, sir. Yeah, so, uh, we're we're gonna. We want to speak to the sheriff. We just need to figure out. We have a few questions to ask. Um, the doctor here um, is going to need to see the body. Okay. Because we're, we're going to have to take a and second speak look with your corner. Yeah. So, well, let's see. Uh, I don't have his number on me right now, but I will put in a word, see if we can get in touch with Brian. And uh, here, just go ahead and follow me. And I'll take you in to meet uh, Sheriff Potter. Leads you through a network of tan linoleum floors uh, and cheap fluorescent lighting. You finally get to a wooden door with a glass uh, frame in it. Sheriff Potter on the front. You get the nice characteristic scene of a the big heavy leather chair turns around as you walk in. There's some fish that are framed up on the walls. Various other hunting paraphernalia. Uh, older white male balding with a thin sort of goatee says oh gentlemen ma'am i uh hear you've caused a little bit of a stir you here to investigate uh officer jacob yes we're hoping to be able to do that and uh we'll get out of your hair as quickly as possible well, i do appreciate the courtesy uh your colleagues from the epa have already been by a little bit before you um We've got them uh, running around. They're taking samples out around uh, Jacob's usual beat that he would run, see if he had picked up some sort of exposure there. Uh, I trust you all will want to take a look at the body. Um, let me go ahead and ring up Coroner. What's um, what's the sheriff's first name? Is it on the door? It uh, On the sign on his desk is Leo Potter. Leo Potter. Did office, did, uh, did Pullman follow us in? Uh, Pullman left you uh, left you all at the door, sort of. He has a bit of a clammy handshake and just sort of led you in, closed the door behind you, and he's milling around, trying to be inconspicuous, uh, but out of earshot. Uh, I have a question. Oh, sorry, go so, ahead. Oh. What's Hume oh. in? Human, human int is human intelligence. That's sort of your ability to read a person, equivalent of insight Psychology. in D&D. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, some folks from the uh, EPA were by. Did you happen to catch a name just so we could, you know, touch base with them, coordinate our efforts? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, like, let's they leave a card maybe? I don't know. Um, I didn't have a card, but I did get an email. Let me double check. Oh, that okay. is a Gabriel Fultz and a Jenna Gaylor. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, Fultz, uh, she's worked with us a little bit before. She's also, she's dual EPA and uh, DEQ. So, yeah. Let's that's see. A okay with me. Uh, good to hear. Uh, let me see if I can get uh, Dr. Holsey on the line here. Who was that? Was that uh, Pullman doing the talking? 
This yeah. is all Potter. Oh, this is all Potter. Yes. Pullman is out of the room within shouting distance in case Potter decides to do that. Seems like maybe that seems to be the norm. Uh, I'm gonna get, make a. Can I make a human roll to just see, kind of get a feel of the of the sheriff? And I'd like to do it with the under sheriff too. Sure, go ahead. If they're trying to hide something, or yeah. I just want to see how they're acting towards us. You know what I mean? No, I didn't make it. It's an under is a success, right? I didn't make it a success. Okay. Well, even on a failure, it doesn't take a. Uh, doesn't take uh, a whole lot to recognize. Pullman's a bit of an ass kisser, uh, sort of did the thing where he stoops his head a little bit whenever he poked his head into the room. Again, waiting not quite inconspicuously outside. Uh, yeah, it seems like he always tries to butter up against uh, Sheriff mm -hmm. Potter. Potter at least rubs you as someone who is used to being the loudest voice in the room and doesn't quite he is concerned about um, his deputy taking the situation seriously, but also doesn't really like the way people are shaking up the order of things that he's very used to having. Sheriff, what kind of a deputy was Jacob? Oh, uh, oh, fine as any I ever had. Kept his nose clean. Uh, Definitely. He and he and Christina have been trying to have a baby for some time. I know uh, he's been real happy to keep working since they got that done. I think they're due a couple of months now. But um, oh, is that right? So they're mm -hmm. they're uh, he was you know, we're going to need to look at his personnel file. That's not going to be a problem, is it? Not at all. That's uh, I'm pretty sure Officer Hayes can uh, help you with all that. We have his. Uh, Jacob's desk, all of his belongings, things like that, at least for we cleared off from there. Welcome to take a look through all of that. Again, trying to be as uh, welcome with the FBI's jurisdiction as we can. Absolutely. And we well, want to sure. get through this as quick as we can and get out of your hair. How long did he work for you? He's been working here a few years, I think maybe five, seven years. Just about mm -hmm. since he, yeah. Do you know what he was working on just before? this what cases was he working on? uh well i know you all are used to really intense goings on but we don't really have much in the way of cases we have our usual shitbirds, drunk drivers uh wife beatings things like that but i don't really know of anything big that he was tasked to usually just went around on his beat um he was acting a bit funny uh, last week. I guess that was, you know, coming down with something. Um, showed what do you up. mean he was acting funny? He was sick? You think he was sick? Yeah, maybe so. Just sort of seemed a little bit out of it. Told him to go home and change. He, uh, he came back into the station soaking wet. Uh, looked like someone puked on him and then just sat in his chair it was stinking up the whole place. I ended up having to, I could smell him down here from down, damn near the hallway. And so yeah, well, told him to go home and change his clothes. I mean, a week later, he's dead. Uh, I suppose. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a report about that incident, right? He even filed a report. That's procedure, right? No, we don't file reports whenever someone makes an ass of themselves on an average Wednesday. So he walked in soaking wet 
didn't make a report about what happened? No, nah, he said a drifter threw up on him. I'm guessing he may have just been a little bit dazed, maybe catching a cold already or something. Did a drifter throw up on him? Do you guys keep, I mean, I know this is a quiet town, but do you guys keep track of who's coming in and out, especially if they're, you know, you don't recognize them? Uh, well, normally I would say yes. Uh, he, let's see, hang on a second. He pulls up some logs on his computer. Um, all right. Call dispatch sometime around 8 p.m. on, let's see, somewhere 8 p.m. sometime uh, on Sunday, February 26th. Calls in later, uh, said he was doing a wellness check. A few minutes later, says it was nothing. Drifter uh, threw up on him. Then, yeah, came into the office, sat around, kind of made an ass of himself. I told him to go home, change the clothes. Changed, came back in. What time? Did some paperwork. Finished his job for the night. Did did, did you um, happen to know where the wellness check was? I'm sure the GPS on the car could tell us, but, you know, if you have, Mm. don't save us time. Yeah, I'm just a city girl from Atlanta, Georgia. What does a wellness check mean? Wellness check is if we have probable cause that someone may be potentially drunk or in need, sort of stumbling around, we have uh, authority to go in and check and make sure that everything is fine. In this case, he said he saw someone stumbling beside the road and went in to make sure everything was okay. Apparently it was. What time Uh, was that? Let's see. I'll tell you what. I that I yeah. Yeah. Sometime around 8 p.m. I just have local dispatch notes. Um, He does have a dash cam on his car. If you're this certainly seems to have piqued your interest. But by the way, does Fred have someone close to him, you know, on the office or, or in the department? Or a like partner? A really good buddy, a partner? partner. Yeah. Mm, not really a partner, but I know he and Hayes used to go fishing pretty often. Ooh, okay. I mean, he didn't socialize that much. He was pretty much on the straight and narrow, stuck to his personal life. We try to keep respective boundaries here. Um, but yeah, I know he and Hayes were friendly with each other. I can put y'all in touch. Oh, that would be great. Hayes is another deputy. Sheriff, yes. you, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, uh, Hayes was the one that uh, Kelly was chatting with that brought in the uh, very loud, rude gentleman. Um, Sheriff, um, uh, you're, you're aware of uh, what your deputy died of, yes? We heard it was something with heavy metal poisoning or some such. Indeed. Um, we are trying to, what possible source can you think of around here? Do you have any mining paper mills? Um, anything like that where there might be toxic or waste or toxic, toxic use of, uh, heavy metals, a mine. Well, uh, I did think that was, uh, y'all's job to figure that one out at the very least. That's what the EPA is looking into. Only thing that sort of rings a bell for me as, uh, Heavy metals is the old Berkeley pit that's out in Butte. Uh, I mean, he was wet, but I sincerely doubt he went for a swim. That's a little bit away from his beat, and he didn't deviate from his schedule that much. No, I don't think that a swim in such a place would be enough to give him that kind of heavy metal poisoning. Oh, yeah, we're going to see. We need to see the, that uh, dash cam. I want to see what happened. Yeah, certainly. I can give you access to that. I'm, I have to say, Sheriff, I'm a little surprised that a drifter throws up on a deputy and you all 
brush that off as normal behavior. Well, that was up to Officer Jacobs' discretion. He liked to believe in the best of people. Apparently, this person was not in need at that time, and Jacobs thought they were fine on their own. Uh, again, I did not keep, I did not look into this too much. This just seemed like another run of the mill. I can also tell you about the time that uh, Hayes ended up running over a possum and found out that it was someone's pet. Uh, that was a whole lot more paperwork than just some drifter throwing up on him. But, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, what's the population of your town? Mm, uh, last I checked, just under 30,000, about 29,000 so. And in your particular area, you'd say that you get to know people pretty well? Fairly well. I mean, hard to keep track of everyone in this town, but sure. at least the folks that matter. Yeah. It's not like a big town. Nah. You guys take care of each other. You all have Sunday nah. dinner together and shit like that. Yeah, we try to have good relationships with no, all the other offices it's, around. It's, so it's understandable that you don't keep track of every dumb little thing that happens. Uh, it's not like New York City or uh, where you have 500 cops under you. Or, you know, oh, and also, I, I do feel a little bit under... Uh, under a microscope here, but we are in charge of the entire Lewis and Clark County. This is not just a local PD that's on right. the other side of the building. So we are stretched a little bit thin. We have about 12 full-time officers to serve this entire county area. So, well, if, if we seem a little abrupt and a little, little, little straightforward and harsh, you know, it's just part of our job. We understand, you know, we're, if, if we didn't ask the questions, then we would never, you know, find the answers. Uh, if if scientists didn't ask about this particular mold, they would have never discovered penicillin. We well, I understand. I'm very used to good cop, bad cop. I've just never been on the receiving end of good cop, bad cop, bad cop, bad cop, bad cop. <laughs> well, we're not really trying to play with good cop, bad cop. We're just some of us. We're just doing our jobs. Let's just get these <laughs> files. And then uh, is there any way we can talk to the coroner tonight? Mm, I'll go ahead and put in a call with him. I'm pretty sure they've locked up, but uh, let me see if he's at home. Yeah. yeah. Home if address. Could, if we could get in there anyways. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he calls on the phone a bit. No answer. Uh, says, well, I guess that they locked up. Maybe he's busy or something. Um, here's his home address. If uh, you're really interested, otherwise they're going to be opening up at 9 a.m. tomorrow. And this is uh, Dr. Brian Holsey. Uh, there's a little girl that he's got running the front desk out there, Janet Reese. Um, real, real nice coroner's assistant. She's working on her associates. And uh, so don't, don't be too mean to her. She's a sweet girl. Well, we get paid to be mean, though. No, we don't. <laughs> we really don't. As they say, you can catch more flies with manure than you can with... Uh, so, All right, honey. <laughs> so when the when the sheriff kind of comes in, I, I, when a sheriff is the sheriff leaving, kind of as we're kind of packing up. No, at this point he's doing that uh, social ritual where he's being pre uh, more and more focused on his computer and trying to say, so you know, I have some other things to take care of, but I can have Officer Hayes um, direct you out to the dash cam footage, and he'll be able to answer any questions that you may have. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, Sheriff, um, you mentioned that, you know, you keep an eye on folks that um, folks that matter, things like that in the town. Um, 
what do you mean by that? Just, you know, out of curiosity, like important business leaders, local gang leaders, but what does that really mean? Oh, we're not that in touch with local gang leaders that it wouldn't go that far. No, just keeping in touch with, you know, folks that run the fire department, uh, you know, bankers, lawyers, the people that tend to have their names on the front of businesses and whatnot. That makes sense. You know, keep that network going. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Great. So um, as I'm like, I guess as we're walking out, going towards the dash cam, I'll kind of mention to uh, Kios, um, so well, actually anyone who can hear like our, our group, like, so you're telling me you go on a wellness check, the person you, 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 you arrive at the scene, the person pukes on you, this is a wellness check and you don't put them in the drunk tank. At least you just go home. You go back well, to the station. You're imagining there is a person, right? So the webcam will let us know. Yeah. yeah it yeah. just doesn't make yeah. sense. We're not getting anywhere here. Let's just, yeah. let's just take everything and get out of here. Unless the person wasn't, drunk right there, there's something else i mean in the meantime we have names of the epa i guess um officials if you guys can coordinate on your end to get access to their files because i'm sure it's synced to the cloud then we can see what uh what they've been seeing well to be fair- i don't think that there's some mysterious heavy metal pool here that all of a sudden some guy finds falls in and dies. It's just one if more data point, just, Agent Throttle. If there's a pool here, that would have happened before. Well, Doc, give us some method by which a person could get so much, I mean, injection, obviously. But, I mean, you would say something, right? You wouldn't die immediately. You'd die in a week. And if you injected someone with that much heavy metal, you wouldn't let them go. The point would be to kill them, not to let them go tell, you know, and tell what they would happen. Right. And what's the point if you have them already? So what right. we know is, and what we'll probably see on the dash cam, he sees the vagrant. He confronts the vagrant to see if he's okay. And the vagrant throws up on him. Right. The next step in the sequence is he comes back to the station. He's soaking wet, maybe to wash off the vomit, but he smells uh, and he gets told to go home and change because of his things. How do we get the gap. dash cam? There's a, big, there's a big gap in there that we have to yeah. figure out what happened. Could be that something happened to him that was very embarrassing to him. And that's why he didn't tell anybody. And sure. we have the dash cam already, right? We could get the Yeah, footage. let's just look at the dash cam footage. Yeah. <clears throat> Also remember, and as and I, if we're out of everybody's range, that we're not really here to solve their problems. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> we're here to see if there's something weird going on. So Patrick is right. going to approach Officer Hayes. Sure. As you all walk out closer to the bullpen. Um, there are several well-worn uh, wooden desk. Hayes is sitting at his, very disheveled, lots of papers scattered around everywhere. Um, you know, you look, getting a view from behind him, he smells a little bit of Axe body spray or some other similarly scented uh, cover-up. And uh, has uh, his shirt is very wrinkled. Um, turns around and is like, oh, uh, Kelly, right? Right, sir. All right. Yeah. Sergeant Hayes, nice to meet you all again. Um, now that we can meet on calmer terms. Sorry you had to watch all that. But um, yeah, how can I help? So I kind of sidle over and I 
kind of half sit on the side of his desk. And I say, so I was talking to Sheriff Potter back there and he said that you were uh, kind of close with uh, Jacob. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, well, close as can be. He was a good guy, you know, um, really wanted to do what was right. I think maybe, um, I think his dad uh, was a little rough on him as a kid and sort of needed that authority figure trying to be better than he was and trying to be, you know, trying to be better for other people. Uh, sure. Um, well, before I ask you a few more questions, how are you holding up? Is this uh, weighing on you pretty hard? I mean, what are you going to do about it? Hopefully y'all can get some sort of closure or something, but, um, you know, I mean, we were close. We would go fishing and uh, not talk sometimes, you know, in that typical uh, male bonding kind of way. But, yeah. It's just, it's rough seeing an empty desk where you're used to seeing someone for five, seven years. Sure. Uh, Christina's an absolute wreck. You know, they've been, they've been trying to have a baby. Uh, I think this is their third try and seems like this one's finally going to stick. All he would talk about was, um, you know, prepping for all of these, the, the Lamaze classes, all of the prenatal checkups. It's never seen someone that wanted to be a, a good dad as much as him that's we went over paid our respects she ended up just asking us to leave just needed some time to mourn i respect that no i understand that i got a wife with child at home too um kind of hits a little close to home but uh, just making sure you take care of yourself you know another officer dies whether it's in the line of duty or otherwise it's it can be tough and it sneaks up on you yeah. um I appreciate that. So, Jacob, in the days or weeks leading up to his death, was he acting different? Acting funny? Things going a little different for him? I mean, I feel like he was coming down with something a bit. Seemed like he may have had the flu. You know how you get a little loopy, sort of forget where you put your keys, find your phone in the fridge kind of thing. He... um there was a night a couple of weeks ago, he came back in soaking wet, just, I mean, drenched to the bone, looked like he had puke on him and uh, stunk to high heaven that just sort of sat, tried to go back to work without changing. So yeah, ended up Leo came in, had him go change. I think he was maybe feeling a bit out of it even then. So what did he say about that? Jacob, that is. I mean, nothing out of the ordinary he's just saying that he didn't feel very well um he figured he had the flu you know it was kind of weird a couple i never really thought much about it but a couple of days before then he asked me to unlock his phone which you know it, he he tried to brush it off he was you know kind of business as usual just saying that laugh that he could never figure this thing out but i mean he never had a problem with that before sure so, so makes he... me wonder if he was yeah really should have stayed home a bit because this was before covid and people could come in with fluish symptoms and that was just something that she did sure well uh are, are we actually hearing the conversation yes you all are just standing nearby oh we are i'll, I'll interject and say you know that lead causes you know memory loss 
It causes mental, like a cloud, a confusion. It sounds like a confusion. Well, I heard that also kind of, you know, they cut lead out of the gas some years back because it was making people aggressive. It would make the general population of the entire planet stupider. Mm -hmm. You keep saying, we keep hearing that he stunk to high heaven. What was the key? Describe the smell to me. Well, have you ever had a man throw up on you? Was it vomit? And then it's vomit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, if I had to describe it as ripe. Yeah, that's kind of one of those, like how every dumpster smells the same. Once you get near to it, it just eh, smelled like puke. Sure. Well, about his memory loss was, I mean, or not figuring out how to open his phone. I mean, was he forgetting other stuff, too, that you can remember? I mean, that's out of everything. That's the one that kind of stood out. That it was just, it was a bit weird. I didn't think too much of it. You know, he was still submitting paperwork like normal coming into work. And it was just um, a couple days before he called out. He didn't usually call out unless he was really sick. And so we figured that he must've had some kind of cold or flu. And this time it finally got the better of him. And then he just didn't wake up. So when he came in with the vomit on him, what did he say happened? What was his version of events? He said that he uh, stopped some guy he saw beside the road um, and just said it was a drifter, threw up on him, and uh, then ran. Okay. Do you have a location on this? Then ran. The drifter ran away? Uh, Yeah, that's what he said. That's not what Sheriff Pullman said he said. Oh, fuck. Pullman doesn't know anything that isn't spelled out right in front of him. He's too busy kissing everybody's ass to get donations for the department. Hey, we all have one of those. But hey, keeps uh, the wheels greased. You know what part this happened in? Uh, It was on some road on his beat. Um, I can probably get you some details. Uh, See, I think he, yeah. We got the dash cam. Yeah, probably be on his dash cam footage, something like that. I'm pretty sure he called it into dispatch, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Sure. And where's uh, where'd you leave his rig? Uh, that's well. Right now, we're just keeping it back in the evidence locker, sort of saving it for you all to take a look at. Um, I can lead you back there if you feel like it. Well, I'd appreciate that. Sure. He'll take you all um, back puts in, has a sort of ring of keys on his belt, uh, punches in a code, and then gets one of the keys off of it to open up the evidence locker. Uh, pulls out a you know cardboard box that says Fred on it instead of any other relevant information. Um, drops it. Various office supplies, pens and whatnot, several flyers, a desk calendar um, that has prenatal appointments, Lamaze appointments, you can flip through it sometime around May or June. There's uh, some big exclamation points. Um, Browsing through there, nothing too much seems out of the ordinary. There's a photo of him and a blonde woman with uh, thick blue rimmed glasses. Um, They seem happy, Uh, seem a little younger than the photo that you were shown in the briefing. Then another one that looks a little bit more recent with uh, both of their hands on a small bump on her belly. So Hayes said that 
um, the dash cam was kept back here. You brought it back in here. Uh, oh, well, that's uh, that's just a little, little bit down the hall. But yeah, go ahead. Just bring it with you. Like, I mean, what are we doing? Um, go and sit you down for the uh, to an older uh, sort of those industrial metal shelves lined up. Um, there is a pretty basic computer rig set up, um, desktop computer, a few stacks of hard drives along the side, um, logs in with basic username and password, and then... Um, start searching through finds Fred's folder and uh, start cycling back, uh, sort of counting back to March or uh, February 26th. Okay. Yeah, I'll go nearest to when they said the time of the yeah. was. Pulls up the dash cam footage and it's pretty routine. You just see the front of the car driving around from starts in daytime hours. Uh, Hayes kind of mentions he was like, yeah, I think he said it happened sometime maybe around eight or so. Puts forward on the little buffer bar. Um, and finally, you see that it's uh, lots of rain coming down off the front of the dash cam. There's sort of minute sound. Uh, you just hear the normal of the windshield wipers going. Um, you watch for a few minutes, nothing terribly eventful happening. Uh, until a point that you see the very outline of a figure beside the road. Empty highway uh, seems to be more on the outside of town, no buildings or anything in sight. Um, you drive, headlights get a little closer, the figure comes more into view. It seems to is be- Is Hayes viewing this with us? Yes. Does he know where this is? Uh, yeah, that's out on, some road that I can't improv off the cuff of my head, but um, he can identify the road that this is on. Sure, County Road 28 or something. Sure, sure County Road 28, that sounds good. Um, and so sees a figure that uh, looks to be wearing a business suit, uh, stumbling around on the side of the road. Um, it is, I mean, Kelly would know, it is February in Montana at night uh stumbling around through freezing rain and see the back of the head is sh uh, showing a little bit more in the spotlight of the headlights and then the rest of the suit is just plastered to him as he's stumbling um, you hear some rummaging around inside as he gets closer to the figure stumbling down the shoulder of the road uh this is officer jacob Calling in to do a wellness check. Got a gentleman out here. It looks like he may have had a bit too much. Um, just going to go see what's going on. Um, dispatch, Roger's back. You hear the door open, and uh, shortly you see a um, average height male wearing those sheriff's bomber's jacket sort of pulls up the collar, walks out towards the guy. The... The audio is of pretty poor quality over the sound of both the windshield wipers and the rain coming over. Um, sort of, sir, stops him, turns him to the side. You can see the male looks uh, white, balding, uh, shorter than Jacob's, maybe 30s, 40s, very pale, uh, maybe wearing glasses or something. Um, it's just like, sir, do you, do you know where you are? 
All right. All right. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, you come on back with me. I have some emergency blankets and we, we can we'll take you back. It's to- it's all right. You're not in any trouble at all. We're here to take care of you and sort of grabs the man by the shoulder and starts leading him back to the car. Um, Fred says, just hang on a minute. I'll be right back. Sort of hustles back. You hear some rummaging in the back seat. comes back with those foil emergency blankets and uh, brings it over the man's shoulders uh, and starts walking him to the car. At this point, you can see his face in slightly more detail. Again, seems like there's glasses or something on the bridge of his nose, seems disheveled, very little hair plastered to his head. Um, As they get a little closer, Jacob says, um, all right, so do do you have any ID? It's like, I don't ID, no, no, no ID. He's like, all right, sir, we're going to go. We'll take you in, bring you to the hospital, you know, maybe get your stomach pumped. It'll all be okay. And the man says, no. Jacob turns and he was just like, it's okay, sir. It's okay. The man grabs Jacob's shoulder and says, no, and vomits profusely all over the front of him without reaction, just standing and spewing in front. Jacob's reels back, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, all right, it's, sir. It's okay. It's it's okay. These things happen. It's all right. It's I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna call an ambulance. They're gonna take care of you. And then you hear a voice clearly over the speakers as Jacob reaches for his radio and says, "Stop." And you see, despite the windshield wipers periodically going back and forth. Jacob stands in place with his hand precariously set over the radio. The man looks at him and says, forget about all this and let me go. Slowly turns and begins walking away. You can see pulls the blanket a little tighter. He walks outside the field of vision of these headlights Jacob stands there for very long minutes, only punctuated by the windshield wipers, until finally he sort of stands right, shakes his head a little, walks back to the car, says, uh, dispatch, it uh, it was nothing, just drifter threw up on me. Um, They took off. Headed back into the office. Dispatch Rogers, door shuts, begins driving away. Hey, this- do you recognize that man at all? The, the, the one that just... Hayes is a little dumbstruck at the moment. And he hits pause on the video and exhales for a long time. Looks back to you. Uh, no, no, uh... He didn't look familiar to me. Let me ask you this. Um, I know it happened a week ago. Um, Has the car been cleaned? Is it in use? Uh, Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, just saying Drifter puked on him. I'm sure that they had it detailed by that time. uh, Where's the uniform and that coat that he was wearing during the time of this incident? Do you have that? He would have changed out of that uh, back at home. He showed up. Um, he showed up back here. A lot of, 
Do you get a lot of drifters in suits in this town? First one I've seen. We get a lot of people. We get a still of the best image of that man's face so we can run it through the FBI database. Yeah, yeah. He'll pull the screen back uh, to the point whenever the Jacobs is walking the man up close to the front of the car and gets a a decent screenshot. It's pretty grainy, but um, he can get that to you. And is there any like a role like Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. No, I was just saying, is there um, <clears throat> is there any role I can make to see if I can get a hit or like just like a yes or no? If this is like a known person. So I won't even make you roll for it. Um, this is, it, it doesn't seem like anything like you don't recognize any looks about this man's face, but certainly you would be able to run it through FBI facial recognition uh, and likely be able to get a hit off of that. Okay. It just may take a little bit of time. Okay. Uh, we can't throttle. Here. You were we saying can't. something. No. Well, hey, I appreciate you uh, showing us this here. It helps a lot. Um, hey, would um, you excuse yeah. us for a few moments? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, I'm gonna go get a but drink. Before you go, Hayes. Hayes. What else is out there? Nothing. Like, what would somebody be doing just wandering around out there without a vehicle? Mm, Where would they be coming from? Where would they be going? I mean, I know that road. That's on the outside of town. That's sort of if if Jacob's making a a, his beat was usually a loop that he could just circle through. That's on the outskirts of Elena. Like, there's nothing around there. He'd be he'd be walking for some miles before he found a somewhere to get out of the rain. So is that so part of that, his beat? Was that... Like, was that area part of Jacob's beat like he was supposed to be there or? Yes, this was um, regular on his beat. Okay, okay. Oh, sorry, Thoughtle, go ahead. Did that person look like they were walking into town or walking out of town? In your best guess. Sure. Uh if I had to guess, that's walking away from town. Okay, would you please excuse us for a few moments? Yeah, yeah, yeah just let, let me know if y'all need anything. I'm gonna get a bottle of water. Ooh, can you give me some coffee, please? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. He says absently, like as he just leaves, he's just walking out the door. Yeah, yeah. okay, uh-huh. Uh, no sugar, no milk, thank you. Okay. All right, Jim, you're certainly perceptive enough to have noticed what happened. What do you mean? The vagrant, who did not look like a vagrant, he was actually dressed more like a a professional, high-level professional. Um, He told uh, the deputy to stop. And the deputy stopped and stood there, motionless, as the guy walked away. I think this has just become a weird case. Did you also notice that Hayes had a very odd reaction, almost as if he was mentally confused? Yes, Um, he wasn't shocked or anything. He was dazed. 
I think that we can't rule out. I know it's an old fashioned notion, but there could be some form of hypnotism, mesmerism, the, the, the suggestions planted in people's minds so that they remember or forget things that happen. Um, I wonder what would happen if you show this to another member of the sheriff's department. Not well, not Potter, of course, but someone well, else. I, I don't think we can do any experiments without looking really mm -hmm. weird and suspicious. For all we know, we also reacted without realizing it. I think that we need to take this dash cam and do a little more scientific analysis of it or a copy of it. Is there a, is there a way we can like download it onto a flash drive? Absolutely. This is not a very high security setup. In fact, you can download it to a flash drive and delete the file while Hayes is out. That's not an issue. I think we should download it onto a, a drive so we can take it with us. And then, I don't know, put in a little bit of static right at that one spot. Does anyone have skills it? to... Yeah. Do any of y'all have any comp side? Why, why don't we just take it? What, we're, we're not being paid to be subtle. Just take it. We uh, don't want to leave any evidence. Well, if we make them suspicious, they'll start following us around, and we don't want them to do that. I don't think we should be tampering with evidence right mm. now. I mean, they they could notice that. Well, and, and right now, this isn't anything they wouldn't have seen before. So, well, but he, but here's an interesting question: Has anybody seen this footage? The, we just the impression that. we did was this reviewed. This happened a week ago. Did well, anybody they had else no reason to review this? Right? They had oh, no I'm sure reason they did. to. Right? Uh, why wouldn't they? I, I have no idea. I don't know what the procedure is here. It Somebody doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they saw the video or not. It matters if they can take the video and show it to people. I think you're talking about two different things. You're worried about this leaking. Sounds like Angela. You're worried about who else knows. If that makes sense. Like, is this a cover-up or is it something yes. else? Yes. If it was a cover-up, why would they show us? Well, I don't think they have Why wouldn't they erase it? I don't have the skills for this, but I think if we could go to his residence and maybe find the coat that he was wearing, I'm sure one of you college-educated folks could uh, maybe do an analysis on a sample of this so I was hoping with the car, except that most likely his wife cleaned it. Mm. It's possible, but I mean, a lot got on him there. I mean, there's got to be, I mean, that car. There might still be residue in the front seat of the car. when he. And if the there. wife cleaned it, maybe she has some residual trace if we think this is a contaminant. Oh, no, <clears throat> my concern is she's pregnant. So the child would be, you know, good indicator. Who's doing the... Who who's doing the actual file transfer of this dash cam from whatever this is on a server or something? I mean, who's it's just that? computer science. I mean, it's yeah. just. I mean, I know Control C, Control V, so I, I understand. So, so who's doing is... it? I'll Which do one it. of us? I brought it up. It. Yeah, 
I, I will actually, so I will ask, um, whoever has the highest comp psi, you can just make me an idea roll, borrowing a little from Call of Cthulhu. I've got 25. I have 10. Do so it. Yeah. yeah, just roll against your int. Where is my int? Oh, yeah. Ninety-nine. I erased so, both tapes in the process. I, I won't say that, but what and I will say, porn. while you are saying like, oh, of course, I know how to control C, control V. You do the thing where you right-click the file onto your flash drive uh -huh. and then select move here and completely think that you hit copy and you just say, all right, that's it. It's done. All right, that's it. It's done. All right, delete the original. Oh, I, I don't know about that. We just need to delete that little spot. Yeah, but that I, involves digital editing, and that's a way different thing than just deleting a file. Well, we can just say, oops, you know. Look, you know what? Let's not bring attention to it until we need to. We could come back later. We have a copy. If they, I mean, they don't seem to be concerned about mind mind control vomit people yet so let's not give them a reason to and at the at the very least it turns into some sort of weird conspiracy that nobody believes anyway yeah it could be doctored as a video yeah sure i think it's so, sure then leave the then leave the video sure right if we can get a sample of that stuff like i was saying before those velvet collars would i mean you could clean that all day and all night till you're blue in the face but Getting all that out of those little fibers, there's got to be something in there. But we'll need a lab. It sounds like but experience. Doc, would, would throwing up a bunch of heavy metals onto somebody on their clothing cause it to somehow be absorbed? That seems ridiculous. I mean, he'd have to yeah, take a glass of it and drink it. Agent Chaos, I'm going to ask you point blank here. You're with Chaos. the program, right? Yeah. Kios, yeah. you're with the program, right? Right. Okay. So there's something weird going on. Let's right. not look for let's not look for a normal explanation. No, no, this no. We're looking for reasons to eliminate explanations. We can't say that uh, the blue fairy showed up and did it on the other side of the truck while this. You know, we 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 need to. Could you introduce? No, no, no. no. We don't need to solve it. For anybody else, for anybody else except us, right? But I'm only asking us. Let's just before we before we draw any conclusions, let's keep sniffing out clues. Okay. I mean, I I was thinking, whatever. Like he brought he brought this back in. Like everyone who we've talked talked to, interacted with him at some point after the incident why don't we talk to someone who hasn't interacted with him? Why don't we talk to one of the people in the cells? We don't know that they've been here us. for a week. They've probably only been here for a day or so. Exactly. And I'm, I guarantee they would, don't want to be here for another week. What would you ask them, Asian? Yeah. And what, what do you think? And what, what to explain why we would want to do that, please. Because... I'm sh I'm sure they see things that maybe the cops don't want to tell us. Yeah, and do you think maybe? Them. 
But maybe are you suggesting that Jacob somehow contaminated his fellows? I mean, no, his desk, his seat, his chair, and his room. Obviously, he came in with vomit all over him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking his carpet. I think the there's, I I I agree with Hotline over there, Highline that um, there's plenty. There will be plenty of samples in his coat. All we need is his his jacket. I'm sure we can get samples of that vomit from the jacket. If we can get that, and then even um, I'd like to go to the scene of where this happened exactly. I'm sure that we can narrow it down by the last mile marker that we saw him pass in the footage. Yeah. See if there's something. Yeah. We need to talk to the coroner. We need to talk to his wife. We need to see the body. We need to see the body. So which one? So which one? And and um, Bagman here suggests that we talk to somebody uh, peripheral that maybe didn't have personal contact with Jacob. Now, I don't know how we're going to interview somebody in a cell, but we're the FBI. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Why don't, why don't we find out who he has had interaction with, let's say, in the last month? Um, as far as people he's brought in, people he's locked up, people like that. It's all going to be in the records. And then sure. see it's if there's any of them Like he's had... We, well, 30,000 isn't exactly a small town, but... I, I think the thing to consider, to Bagman's point, is the only reason we would talk to people in the cell is if the cops are acting weird compared to when, you know, before this incident. Because if these, um, you know, riffraffs are constantly being brought in and on bail and brought in and then on bail then they would be your baseline. Is that we're looking for a bag man? Well, yeah, because you, 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 you bring them in and they, they, they get out. Someone's paying their bill. Yep. And I'm thinking that whatever they're being brought in for is so petty that it's probably a waste of time. Now, when it comes to the guy we saw coming in, I believe we could leverage him to speak to us because um, I'm sure if we look through his file, I can pr- I'm pretty sure I can figure out something that I can use to give him a federal hate crime charge. And I'm sure he doesn't want to deal with that. that. You mean the guy that was being dragged in here when we came here? Yeah. I don't want him. I want what he knows. And you think he can tell us two things. One, who is paying all the bail and two if the cops have been weird that's what you're right. looking for okay yeah that would I, no, go ahead he's been booked by jacob before and or he's been here multiple times and in general the cops have been acting unusual or the sheriffs rather i imagine a lot of the criminals have been in and out of here a lot in the locals yeah um, and I'm, i don't want to i don't want to stymie this this mode of operation but i do want to say we're not here to figure out the gangbanger scene but that's no, what i'm, that's my, what I'm trying to figure connection, out there's a connection um i just well, did, i guess guy, i'm more in, oh go ahead did the guy that threw up on the cop look like a gangbanger to any of no, you no he looked like if i was going to put together man in a suit who wasn't freezing to death somehow in the middle of February and wears glasses and 
seems to have some sort of ability. I would be looking for rich scientist, um, occultist, somebody in that lane. Not a not a gangbanger, but a. But would it be someone that, to Sheriff Potter's point, someone that is worth knowing? Probably, if you're in the right circle, we should look into the occult aspect. We should look into rich scientists with secret labs that might accidentally get heavy metal poisoning from what they're fiddling with. So it sounds like Batman. Go ahead, Angela. We can do all those things. Mm. I'm just saying that we've got some very obvious things to do. I suggest we do the very obvious things. Well, we can't do some of those until tomorrow. Patrick's got to stretch his legs, and uh, he's going to say, yeah, um, keep following that thought there. I'm going to go check out. I'm going to go look in uh, Jacob's desk, see what he's working on. He's got yeah. a log. He wrote anything about this. Kind of go See if he's there. got any enemies in town. Yeah. Kind of what was the last few things that came mm-hmm. across his desk? Sure, go ahead. Um, can you... I would say roll me search, but at this point, like, there's no stress. There's no reason for failure or anything. Um, you can buzz through, and frankly, it he could have been one of your co-workers, that nothing is really striking you too much out of the ordinary. Um, he is, yeah, there, there's no big cases that he's really talking about. He mentions in uh, from the desk calendar, it's mostly related to personal stuff. Uh, you can look through just his files, running through a lot of paperwork for things. Um, typical bringing in drunk and disorderly, drunk driving, um, you know, domestic disputes, violence, conducts. Uh, you do see a couple of references to... Uh, he, he makes some notes for probably Sons of Freedom uh, on a couple of the uh, drunken disorderly arrests that he's doing. Um, one entry that does stand out is a vandalism of a local church. Okay. Is there any notes on there? Um... Another note that says probably Sons of Freedom. Okay. This is going to be a recurring theme here. Small time group causing trouble. All right. Um, I'm going to return to the group in the evidence room and say I went through his desk. It seemed fairly routine. There was a couple mentions of this Sons of Freedom group. So that guy that uh, that Hayes just booked, I'd, I'd imagine that he might have some tie-ins with them. But really where my mind is sitting is I really like to go out to the scene of where this dash cam footage was and then go yeah. talk to his wife. Looked pretty remote, pretty uh, no no real landmarks around it. But like you said, the mile mile marker might give you at least, you know, a mile of road. Yeah, and I'm sure that... Um, Did it look like the guy was standing on the side of the road or that he was coming out of the woods? It was um, pretty wide open from what you could see. He was just walking along the shoulder of the road. Uh, but as he was pulling up, you did um, see the, you know, 
mile marker sign and also just the county road sign. I think we said county road 28 um, as uh, Jacobs was driving up before he encountered the man. So hear me out. This is, I mean, outside of town in this county. I mean, this is still cattle country. So if we know the last mile marker post that he passed, say it's mile marker 47. I mean, all we got to do is count the sections of fence that he passed before he stopped. Then we know where he was. Yeah, well, I mean, where he got into there. camera, right? Well, he'd be driving along. We'd see a mile marker post, and then right. we're gonna go frame by frame and just count how many sections of, you know, sure. Well, don't the cars have GPS? Can we just look back at that date and time where the police? Did they record their was? GPS? I don't. Let's know. just say yeah. Well, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that we're going to have a problem finding. Yeah, we're not going to have a problem finding the location. If we want to go do that, let's go do it. Um, is there anything we want to do with the police station before we leave it tonight? I don't think so. We can always come back tomorrow. It's not I like can, we can't I think him wait. We can back. let that guy stew for the evening too. I think we've poked around here enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm not sure I want to go out to that site in the nighttime. We can I Walmart. Mean, we, we just won't be able to see anything. Walmart. Walmart. True. We could stop by the the site of the incident first thing in the morning and then, uh, well. Because we could find evidence of heavy metals around that area. If, if we could find the exact spot where he vomited on him and the vomit or the, the, the gravel on the side of the road suddenly has a high level of metals, we can assume then that the vomit had the heavy metals in it well watching that video i mean there was quite a bit coming out of that guy uh, yeah i wouldn't be surprised if there's something we could gather right there in the dirt well i wonder I also, if uh, if a metal detector would detect it probably you buy one i gotta get a coat i would also be careful where you eat while we're here and drink so so we've got the site of the incident, and then I'd like to get our hands on this coat so we could visit his home and talk to Christina and just kind of can be we can explain what we're looking for and ask split up tomorrow. We can go, some of us can go visit the wife, some of us can go to the coroner's office. Right. So for tonight, Walmart, Waffle House. All right. That sounds like a Montana Friday. If you can't trust Waffle House, you can't trust anyone. That is such a true statement. <laughs> <laughs> then God help us all. All right. Y'all can do a shopping trip to Walmart, get some Waffle House, get settle into your nice, creaky La Quinta beds. Can we buy... Um, I have cash. Right, Daniel we all Travis. have cash. Right, we all have cash. Can you still buy uh, shotguns at Walmart? Oh yeah, in Montana, well, in twenty seventeen, yeah. definitely. Yeah, they may have yeah. a a weight limit. I'm not sure. 
They have them out the front door. 500 pounds of them. (laughs) Yeah. It's in some states, I know that they have a, you need to sort of sign up for it and then show back up after a day or so that it's more in name only. But based on Texas, I'm going to say Montana is just North Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can absolutely buy a shotgun and some 20 gauge. (laughs) None None of that. Yeah. So this is America. This is Montana. This is super America. You can get a shotgun. Sure. You can get so two if you if really feel like it. I would think it'd be harder to buy a metal detector. But if we can find a metal detector. People have hobbies. They love metal detection. So. Okay. Let's get some. It's not gonna be, it's not going to be a $500 one. It's going to be a. I'm going to get some. One. I'm going to get some clothes, winter clothes, so that I because if we're going to be outside. I want to be prepared for that. We're going to get buy two or three shotguns. Yep. And. um go back to our hotel they have christmas trees on sale in march (laughs) and just to add in a little bit here so when you do buy a gun in a store they run you a quick background check but um they just they have to destroy those records so there's no registration of any of this stuff so and that counts for even because in New York, there's just different laws for mm-hmm. different types of firearms. A, sh- a shotgun, like you can buy a shotgun, like you can buy groceries. Yeah. In Texas, 100%. So I'm extrapolating a lot of that up to Montana that they may ask you to fill out and do ID and whatnot. But if you have an ounce of bureaucracy or law, you would know that those records don't ever go anywhere. It's largely just sort of lip service. Um, well, they have to, after a short period of time, destroy them. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to get a box of zip, zip, Ziploc bags, little ones to put. Oh yeah, stuff that, in. All, all of that stuff. All that stuff you would normally need in an operation. Rubber gloves. Yeah. yeah, all of those yeah. sort of things. Yep. Yeah, all those ties. Yep. Yeah. Uh, surgical masks. Can you get those at Walmart? But you know what you can get is uh, like the painter things. I'm yeah. trying to think of what the world was like pre-pandemic, but you can go get like N95. You can get them at N95. Yeah, you, you could absolutely get like painter's paper. equipment. Yeah. That's a great idea. There. You can even get toilet paper there. Sorry, pandemic joke. Calcium <laughs> <laughs> pills? Sure. Calcium pills? Yeah. It's for um, heavy metal poisoning. It binds the heavy metal so your body can actually oh, That's wow. really smart. Yeah, we'll all get some of those. Um, I mean, the amount was in his body. I don't think a calcium pill is going to help, but he <laughs> wouldn't need a calcium pill so yeah. much as those big blocks you get to cows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff going on already, right? Well, we so far, so far, the only point of odd contact in the whole thing is the vomit. And if the vomit has a high concentration, if we find any residue, and it has a high concentration of heavy metals, then obviously whatever this is just has to get on your skin, mm-hmm. and you're kind of fucked. So, right, but someone else touches clothes and stuff like that. Like the wife should be impacted already if that's the she case. could be. Yeah, there could be more people, and her we could have other people right, test the baby. Yep. So you'll get gloves. Because if this if this incident of him getting vomited on did transmit something to him, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see him ingest anything. It could be something that can go right through your skin. Well, how but, yeah. how good was that detail though? Did any of the vomit get inside of his mouth or his nose? 
or his Maybe eye. just here? It, it was mostly from chest down, I would his, say. At least that's what hands. you could see from the video. Right. So when you examine him, that's you want to see if there's odd discoloration in his hands. Has it turned gray because of you know arsenic poisoning? You mm. said arsenic. That the tips of his tongue would be black. The tips of his fingers would be black. If uh, if he came into physical contact with it, sure. And then we got to find out the crazy, the crazy mad scientist who walks around at forty below zero in in the freezing rain. And but we can get a printout of this picture. We can ask people in town if they recognize who this is. And uh, jeepers, we could have asked the sheriff, but well, be careful about that because we don't necessarily want anybody else doing any kind of investigation, especially if we're getting into the weird stuff. Right. I mean, the bureau has a database; they could just face um, face recognition too. I think. What about the EPA? Because they've already investigated; they've already taken samples, and we were told that we could push our jurisdiction, like you know. You know, uh, environmental hazard, yep. terrorism, we win. So we can take that and we can use what they found. Because they probably have, have better names. equipment. Yeah, yeah, we have their names. Have we can access to their files. Exactly. Yeah. Are you thinking their labs even? Like they may have a mobile lab, you're thinking? They well, have more not, than us. That's what I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they have more than we do. Yeah. Let's not treat them too harshly at first because they might be helpful. They could become friendlies. Usually there's a place where you can send samples of things like a, like a laboratory that mm-hmm. that's their main business. Um, like if you're sure running, if there's a hospital around, then right. there's urine tests. Like yeah. yeah. Or even like there's places where they send water samples to when they're setting up water systems to make mm-hmm. sure that there's no coliforms and things in there. Um, Ideally so, though, we would like to find figure it all out and then erase all that evidence, all that information. So it sounds like for tonight, you know, or at least between the sessions, we'll be running different scans, trying to access the EPA files and and all that stuff, right? Yeah, we can do that from our hotel room. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, for tonight, we've got some reservations at Waffle House, folks. This is true. Patrick's got a good point that uh, that there should be probably agricultural stations out here somewhere too that can do. Chemical testing of soil yep. and chemical testing. Yeah. All right. Waffle House it is. Man, now I want Waffle House. I hope they have pancakes. And on that note, I think this will be a nice, warm, happy, comfortable moment to leave this scenario on tonight. March the last 7th, one we'll ever 2017. Have. <laughs> <laughs> Our players included Matt Ryan. Uh, Dan DePolis, uh, Billy Chung, Joseph Clay, and myself with Lex Hurley as the handler. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft, a Delta Green role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.